Finding the right fragrance is kind of like falling in love. There's that initial whiff of attraction, and then as time goes on, you discover all these additional layers and you realize this is the one for me. But finding the perfect perfumes and finding out what they're made of isn't always as wonderful. That's why I'm here to tell you about a company that's bringing the feeling back into fragrance Fleur. Fleur creates expertly crafted, sustainably produced perfumes without the bad stuff, sold at an honest price. It's a revolutionary way of discovering and experiencing fragrance. And they have a completely unique way of getting to know each of their scents, especially for me over here in Aruba. Instead of testing a scent on a strip of paper or worse, being ambushed in a busy department store, they share pictures, words, and music about each scent on their website. Think of it as a first date with your fragrance. Their selection online is easy to navigate. Choose a sample set with three scents you think you'll love and then try the perfumes on your skin, at your place, at home, and decide which one is for you. Each Fleur scent is created by world-class perfumers and inspired by real moments for your real life. Not some silly idea that a celebrity or a clothing designer thinks that you should live up to. And my favorite part, because all that matters is what you like, their scents are completely gender-free. Good for you and good for the earth. Fleur is a completely transparent fragrance company. They tell you every ingredient in the perfume and why it's there. There are no secrets, no nasty ingredients, no BS. The Sandara scent is my favorite right now. It's calming and meditative. This perfume is like a retreat into nature and a reflection of myself every time I put it on. Find the scent that changes your life too. Go to Fleur.com today and use the promo code YOGAGIRL to get 20% off of your custom Fleur sample set. Pick three scents to try and get credit toward a full-size bottle of your favorite. That's the promo code YOGAGIRL at Fleur.com to try three Fleur fragrances of your choice, 20% off. Fleur spells P-H-L-U-R dot com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am so excited to introduce to you a very special guest on the show today. This guy is an incredibly talented musician with millions of albums sold. He's currently on tour opening for Ed Sheeran and is also, magically, so down-to-earth and humble, even though he played in front of 60,000 people just last night. Please welcome to the show the amazing guitarist from Snow Patrol, Nathan Connolly. Thank you for having me. Um, that was a... a a very flattering and uncomfortable introduction. <laughs> I can tell you're like shrinking into the chair, like yeah, stop talking. Yeah, like, oh, I'm back down now. Okay, yeah, but yeah, no, thank you, um, <laughs> thank you for having me. It's um, yeah, it's good to do. It's um, set up with our by our good friend Jen, how we met, and um, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, to be it's here. funny that we're here. So we've had dinner twice in the same place in the past two years, yes. or like ish, same place ish. Yeah. Which is um, which is uh, that's like that's <laughs> how we like to do it once every two years at the same place. <laughs> Hopefully Maybe it won't two be years that again. But yeah. instead of Santa Monica, you can come to Aruba and hang yeah, out. Well, it's that's like... yeah, definitely that. That sounds like a, an even better place to do. But <laughs> so I have to give our, our listeners a little bit of context. So um, Nathan, you're a really good friend of Jen Pasolov, who's a really good friend of mine. Yes, and through her, we are friends. Yeah, and a couple of days ago, like I don't four days ago, uh, I was FaceTiming with her and she said, oh, you know, Nathan is playing with Ed Sheeran and it's this big thing at the Rose Bowl. I was like, what? I want to go. And I was joking. And she was like, well, come. I can check if there's tickets. And then the next day we were on a plane here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. She, <laughs> she texts in, do you remember my, my friend Rachel? I was like, yeah, of course I do. Um, um, interestingly, well, I'll get to that. But um, she's like, just like, can we get some tickets? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> no, no problem. I said, we got, you know, we can. Um, well, I hope we can sort that out. And um, 
yeah, so it was all very natural and organic and just kind of happened. But um, but interestingly, like even doing this podcast, I, I in the last couple of days have mentioned that I'm doing it. And a load of friends have reached out going, no way. What? You're, you're, doing, you're doing your girl's <laughs> podcast. It was like, I didn't know you know her. So there's a lot of excitement about it. So hopefully... Um, that's so Hopefully funny. Hopefully it'll make a lot of sense. It's such a small universe. I find that everything makes sense as long as like the person I'm interviewing is like, a good person. Like, yeah. There's no, yeah. I, I didn't start off thinking, oh, I'm just going to do a yoga thing. It's just, I just want to talk to good people. Everybody yeah, has a good no, of story. Course, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, uh, good or bad, it's certainly honest. Yeah, and that's be nothing else that. <laughs> no, I'm so 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 happy to have you here. And the funny thing is, when I because I brought my sister to LA, it was her birthday um, just yeah, two days ago. Incredibly sweet, and she, she had a good time. She had yeah. the most amazing time. Oh my god! No, and now and and I mean, so so she's a huge Ed Sheeran fan, and my husband is a huge Snow Patrol fan, yeah. like massive. Yeah. So when I said, "Oh, you know, uh, like Jen through Nathan got us tickets for the Ed Sheeran show," I said, and my husband was like, oh, "Okay, oh, I'm bummed, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan." you guys go enjoy and then I booked the tickets and I was like well like you know Snow Patrol is opening and he got really upset yeah well you were saying at dinner yeah he got really upset and so sorry sorry about that I'm like there'll be another time like someone has to stay home with the baby but no I promised him like I don't know I, I was well, thinking maybe we can catch you guys on tour somewhere next time to yeah, every, um, yeah. I don't want to um, get you in trouble with husband, so, um, anytime yeah please come sir uh, so fun so the name of this show is From the Heart so yeah. speaking Candidly, from the heart, how are you doing right now? I'm good. I um, I think we're just literally playing last night, post-show. We had a great show. It was, uh, you know, first night on something different, um, opening up for Ed, who we've been friends with for a long time. Um, we had a little fun after. Um, a little? A, a how little, much is a little? A little? Well, not too much. I was, you know, you know some. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I'm good. You know, we're we're. I don't think we're not really ever nervous about that, and you know, we know we can certainly hold or play or are comfortable in that kind of size of a venue. But it's it's different when you're in front of someone else's audience, um, whatever size, you know. Um, yes. So I think we were. Uh, we didn't know what to expect, um, whether good or bad. It was just different, hmm. um, but. Um, but yeah, feeling pretty positive after, um, if a little rough around the edges <laughs> after last night. You know, it was um, amazing. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think we're just take, yeah, it was. It was great. I think we're just kind of taking stock of it, really. You know, we're not, or I'm not. We're not massive. We don't reflect, maybe arguably as much as we should. We kind of, okay, that's that. Let's. How do we fix? How do we or improve or? You know, there's a lot of forward thinking. Um, Isn't that what it, what it, what you know, living on tour or being on tour is like? Yeah, I it's think like it onto is. The next. Yeah, and I, I lose sometimes. I think it's important to, I mean, in life generally, to kind of take stock and sometimes reflect. You know, but it's it's not something that we try to do. Certainly, or I do as a musician to just kind of dwell on the past. You know. Um, but do you get the time though to sit with that like after a show okay we just played for 60,000 people at the Rose Bowl new songs new album sometimes you have to make yourself I don't know about anyone else but um, again maybe it's a massive form of denial (laughs) good or bad (laughs) but I think it's um, sometimes it's important and interestingly last night I I got a car home on my own um, 
I kind of left halfway through the, the show and usually I've always got my headphones in, music or you know podcasts or whatever. Um, I just sat in the car and kind of just tried to you know feel and and just kind of take it in and um sometimes it, it post show I was chatting to Johnny McDade um our our other guitar player keyboard player and um many other things <laughs> and you know it's like it's like coming up for air sometimes you know you can get lost in the kind of excitement mm. and doing that is so how do you come down from a show I mean that excitement must be just unreal how do you, you know? Uh, you know, effect. everyone deals with it differently. Sometimes it's, um, uh, you know, uh, partying, socializing, um, alcohol. Um, Getting the energy out of your body Yeah, somehow. I mean, yeah. And, uh, um, going home to sit in your hotel room on your own, um, which I'm saying sitting in the car is nice because you can have space to breathe. But do, doing that sometimes feels very isolating, I, I feel. Mm. Um, and I guess some of the dangers in that are... I can see why excess happens, you know, and mm -hmm. and I think we've all been guilty of that. Uh, I, I can't speak for them, but I, I know that we've all been through that. And Gary's been very public about his um, depression and alcohol. Gary's abuse. your lead singer. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, and mm -hmm. so he's, and you can find that out and read about that. And I don't want to speak for him, but um, but I guess we've all had that. And I I guess part of it is that adrenaline rush and that kind of Not necessarily intentional, but just getting ca caught or lost in that rush, you know. Yeah. And um, I keep moving my hand over here. No one yeah, can see it. Yeah, um, I mean. But it's it, and it's interesting. I'm saying it's over there. It's there's a, you know there's a sometimes a want or a need for detachment from it. Maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but also trying to ride the wave and and. Yeah, or, I mean, know, I guess that's the challenge of how do you stay present with a moment like that and not let yeah. it get to your head. Yeah. And I think, you know, you were saying interesting down to earth. I, I think we generally are and genuinely are, but, you know, we're the very nature of what we do takes a certain amount of ego. Hmm. And, yeah. and and that that ego needs massaged, <laughs> and you know, uh, ego is a healthy, important thing in the in in the right context. Um, you know, it can be used for well for a performer certainly and yeah. but also yeah, ambition and and drive and um yeah it's you know but it, but it, but if unchecked um it can be yeah but uh, you seem uh, like i don't know if you seem you seem all all of you seem unusually humble <laughs> well i i i think a lot of it and Believe me, we've had our moments, <laughs> and, and we still will. But um, I, I th again, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I think a lot of it comes from where we were raised, how we were raised. Um, Is it an Irish thing? Well, well, there's you know we're a, a hugely self-depreciating nation, you know, and we don't handle compliments well. We don't really like talking about ourselves. Um, for example, I we, you text this morning, you know, Tyrion's coming in. Um, it, it, and this is the the thing that's um, you were like, okay, if, the, if some of the guys want to join, no problem, great. And at a later date, we will. And I was like, great, no problem. And then when you when you said, and this is all on me, by the way, <laughs> when you said, so we'll just make it personal about you. I went, 
God, I hate talking about myself. <laughs> Personal <laughs> so about I'm kind me? of panicked. What? Uh, yeah, and <laughs> obviously I'm here and I'm talking about it, but maybe people don't think that. But it's um, yeah. But that's that's something over the years we've learned to fight against, mm-hmm. and to you know we're ambitious and that's okay. But for years that was. But are you more comfortable in a in the band? You know, where there's several of you, rather than could you imagine yourself as a as a solo artist, all on your own, being alone on stage? Um, as far as doing the that as an actual playing and doing it, I'd be comfortable with that. But I prefer being part of a a unit, part of a a brotherhood, which mm-hmm. we become. Community. Yeah, and I think creatively, it works better. It bunts off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people better than kind of. And yeah, maybe you could argue that's self-doubt, but it's it, it, it's more about collaboration than, than... Yeah, but you can also sense that just watching the show yesterday, I mean, uh, you guys on stage, there is that brotherhood, that, mm. that, that unit, you can really tell everything is just so smooth, but you're all playing as one. You're just yeah. one organism <clears throat> on stage. And Sometimes that, that doesn't happen, though. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not often, but you know, I'm, you know, there's the old gig where that connection just... <laughs> not fails but it just you kind of look at each other and go, what the like what's going, going on, on? <laughs> and where does that come from is it just if one of you is off that i don't know of... it's it's some weird um <laughs> you know whatever the the op- opposite of magic is yeah, it yeah, kind yeah. of sometimes there's that energetic thing yeah and i sense that sometimes I mean, okay this is totally a, a different field different scale but even in, in a teaching a yoga class sometimes there's like like just the vibe is off and then suddenly there's like a car alarm outside and then someone's walking in through the door, someone falls. It's just like, it's hard to capture that that magic. I'm sure that yeah. happens in, you know. Well, sometimes it does and actually the car alarm's a kind of good metaphor for it. You know, something happens and you, it, it trying to distract your focus. And, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but as far as playing goes, generally that is, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, Arguably, I think maybe I've always used uh, playing as almost an escape. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've, I've often said sometimes, "Oh, that's great," because I'm not thinking. You know, it's you know, um, not saying I'm not dealing with real life, but it's there's that um, distraction, you know, and mm. and and focus involved in it that you kind of lose yourself. And it, was it always like that for you? I mean, so if if we rewind a little bit. Um, cause you, you've been, you know, passionate about music your whole entire life. Yeah. When was the first time you got your hands on a guitar? Uh, I was 12, 12, um, 12. And my dad's, my dad is, is also a musician. Um, he's also a preacher. And so I grew up in a, in a, uh, evangelical gospel background. So there was always music about, he also happened to just have an amazing taste in music. Um, you know, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen. Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, um, Southside Johnny and the Asprey Dukes, I remember him listening to. and um, So it was present, you know, always around the house. But but I remember from, I think it was like nine, just asking for a guitar. I want a guitar, I want a guitar. I think they probably got it because just to shut me up. Because you were nagging <laughs> for it. Oh. Um, but yeah, and I didn't really, I, I wasn't like, I, I didn't practice. I didn't, I was wasn't really concerned with technique and arguably still, still not that's something that's <laughs> developed but I, I never really put effort into um the technical side of it it was always about heart emotion 
mm. feel and relating that to a group of people or a song or you know it so was did you start writing your own music early yeah 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 it at was that already, age already then? yeah it was i mean oh, the, wow. uh, as you can imagine they were great <laughs> <laughs> but um do you remember some like can you like uh, yeah well i remember songs from my first band yeah but um <laughs> and uh interestingly a, a couple of years back the the first band i was in and we were teenagers um a friend of mine the singer from that band sent me a dvd um, uh, footage he found, and uh, that was highly embarrassing. Oh but, uh, wow! <laughs> but f- uh, uh, fascinating as well, you know, where you can kind of see, you know, at that point there was no iPhones or anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, where you came from. Yeah, so that's, it's that's yeah. amazing. And then, I mean, I, I I read that you reluctantly joined Snow Patrol. Is that true? No, that's that's <laughs> actually, um, yeah, I've I've heard I've been asked that before. Actually, no, yeah. it was. It, it it was the opposite. I kind of um Yeah, no, there's an interview out there where it was like you didn't want to join but you were like yeah. dragged by the hair to do it. I think that's probably came from a joke <laughs> saying that um you know, we uh we kinda of do that after a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it, again it's a kind of a, a sarcasm maybe an Irish <laughs> thing, but um, but no, it was quite the opposite. It was it was they were a touring band at that point who were we didn't have a record deal or were between deals at the time, but it, but it was still for me at the time, and in hindsight, a, a step forward or step mm-hmm. up or whatever way you want to put so it. So no hesitation you know. there. No, I mean it was literally overnight at one point, and we had mutual friends. But it was you know, but I was I was very young, you know, I was twenty, and then went straight out on. Mm. And how long was it from that moment until you you guys started having some real commercial success? Was that for me? It was as as the guys joke. It was only a few years, yeah. um, but there was a weird thing happens. I think you know, I I had joined. I'm not putting it down to that, but but we had a, a new producer who we all met and management label things. Just there was a weird alchemy of uh, obviously hard work and persistence, stubbornness. But also, you know, luck and uh, writing the right thing at the right time that connected with someone, you know. Um, a song that people, before Chasing Cars, Run was the first thing that kind of, mm. people kind of took as their own, you know. And I mean, and, and we've said it many times, that's the best thing you can hope for a song, is people to take it to heart and for it to mean something. Um, and we all do that every day with music. It's, you know, soundtracks our lives. It's, it's you know, it's the next thing side smell that triggers memories you know and again going back a little bit that's something that always kind of fascinated me um but yeah the memories that attach to music yeah um and you know of course we all do that but it kind of or maybe everyone is i just i I kind of i'm aware of it when i'm listening to stuff sometimes and i'm like oh god and i can kind of like map out my life life and go that's where it was at that point you know and and there's an odd comfort in that although you know at the same time can be incredibly powerful where you um don't want to remember certain things but (laughs) that people have that attachment to your music yeah and i guess that's the the thing we're getting to when you kind of go you know we get it all the time and uh, that's the bet you know without being too insincere about it it is or sounding insincere it is the best thing you can hope for a, a song or you know do you remember that moment in the band when was there a was it an overnight huge turning point when you had that first big commercial side of the success uh it, it, well i mean for for some of the guys it was um 
eight years, you know, playing to 12 people or <laughs> 10 years even, you know, but um, but there was a, uh, in the space of three months, there was there was one gig in particular, we were playing to like 30 people. And like, where was that? Uh, it was in London, outside mm-hmm. London, a place called High Wycombe, and I say 30, it could have been 12. Um, <laughs> Felt like 30. Yeah, and... Uh, we we had just finished our, our our third record, which most people probably who aren't aware of us probably think it's our first. Um, but within three or four months, Ron came out, and the next show we played three months later was to two and a half thousand people in Shepherd's Bush Empire. So, I, I, you know, I know we're talking numbers here, but at, at that time that was a huge leap. But but it it wasn't overnight, but mm. it was. Um, yeah, that was just kind of insane. But again, we focused on what was coming, and you know, it's only talking about things like we're talking about now that I guess sort of um, you look back rather than you know I said earlier dwelling on it. You know. Yeah. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I like to sweat and work hard in my morning practice, but if Dennis wants to hug me after, my deodorant better be hardworking as well. I've had such a difficult time in the past finding a deodorant that's right for me. So many deodorants on the market have toxic ingredients and the ones without simply don't work. If you're like me, you try to switch to natural deodorants at one point, but ended up reverting back into your toxic brand because you couldn't find one that lasted longer than an hour or two. Well, I'm so happy to announce that I finally found the perfect natural deodorant that checks all the boxes, and that's Lone. Lone deodorant was created by a family that grew up working together in the natural products industry, but they still use toxic deodorant brands because none of the natural options worked. They knew the struggle more than anyone. Their dad refused to believe everything had been tried through, and he was determined to find an alternative. Instead of employing the common natural deodorant ingredients and trying to get different results, he searched for something entirely new. That led him to the chemistry of dead sea salts and their naturally deodorizing properties. And thank goodness he did. With one application, Lone keeps me fresh all day long without toxic chemicals on, in, or near my body. It's free of aluminum, parabens, and all the toxic usuals. It does not stain your clothes and contains no baking soda, so there's no chance of getting those itchy and rashy underarms. Actually, unlike many deodorants, Lone's ingredients condition your underarms, resulting in smooth and soft armpits with long-term use. Get on your mat, go for a job, hug your loved ones, and do it confidently with Lone Deodorant. Try today for 20% off of your order at LoneDeodorant.com using the code YOGAGIRL when you check out. They have excellent customer service and they guarantee your satisfaction. That's 20% off of your first order at LoneDeodorant.com using the code YOGAGIRL. Lone spells L-O-N-E. LoneDeodorant.com. I, I always get questions from people and I, I was mentioning you were going to come on the on the show. But there are so many, you know, this is the life people dream of. So many artists, musicians out there looking for that um, that big commercial break. Do you do you remember having a moment where you were able to sit down and, and feel okay? You know, we had thirty people three months ago, and here we are, and there's thousands. Like, For sure, whoa. I did. Yeah, but it, it came much later. Um, mm, not in the moment. Uh, yeah. Well, also, also, I mean, I'm 37 now. I, I think in my 20s, I didn't think about it at all. Mm. You know, as you don't. You know, and that's that's not a patronizing comment to anyone. It's that's just you know, I was less self-aware then maybe than most <laughs> you know because <laughs> you're also there's and there's an amazing bravery comes with that too that you kind of sometimes and I go 
I wish I wasn't as self-aware, but I also know that that's a good thing. But it's, but it, but yeah, it came much later, much later that kind of noticing those things and mm. taking time to understand them or even just feel them, you know, yeah. um, which is sometimes the most important thing, just to kind of feel it, you know. But and what about taking? I mean taking the, the the band from that more intimate place and especially for the rest of the guys if they had years and years of playing those intimate gigs and then yeah. suddenly festivals and I mean what, what's, what's the biggest show you guys have played? Um, well I mean we've played a lot, many festivals with lots of people but um, and you know that's a different thing but yeah I mean I, I think for us a, a big moment was a Northern Irish show Ward Park which we did two of and you know you had 40,000 people at home coming to that Um at That's, home and yeah, at home. And, and, and again, they're all there for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, again, we're uh, you know we, we get to play arenas and we get to play in front of big crowds. Things like sixty thousand people last night is just an insane number, you know. Um, and obviously that was Ed's crowd, but it's yeah, it's it's still thrilling is mm. the word. You know, you never get but, nervous. I mean, how about then when it was when it was new? Um, and I think we were generally and still are just excited. Maybe that's masking nerves, but we don't. I've never felt nervous about performing. Um, pacing and whatever else happens before you go on, I guess, technically are nerves, but it doesn't feel like nervousness. You know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was actually I was talking about this in in last week's. It's adrenaline, obviously, but, yeah. yeah, which is all it is. But there's but, two sides of that, so that yeah. you know. You don't want to be overly nervous to do something new or to do something big yeah. to the point of, you know, yeah. throwing up or it, you know, kind of debilitating your ability to, to do what you have to do. But then on the other side of that, if you do it enough, if you lose those butterflies and you yeah. have you feel nothing, did you ever have moments of that when you were touring, touring, touring and you... Yeah, for sure. I think we might even mention this dinner was any of the gigs that I've enjoyed less. I've never not enjoyed it, but it have been those moments when it's become... familiar hmm. um, or or you think it's familiar and those are the moments they kind of go Why? isn't that inevitable if you do something because how how long was your longest tour uh well not in any one rush but i mean our, the longest was on eyes open we did about 22 months up oh, two years so two years a, yeah. of touring two years that is touring. insane yeah and i'm <laughs> i well, mean it's kind of insane it, it, it was i mean if it, it at that point that's when chasing cars came out we we followed that song you hmm. know we were so where the song became a smash hit. We were chasing here. it, you know, and it was it it, it, it took yeah. us around the world and we were just playing catch up, really. Um But yeah, you know, but generally I don't feel that way, you know. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't ever feel But what, what is that? I mean, that that's Well, do you like if you get it with teaching or like it, it must yeah. be a similar thing where you I mean, yeah, I, I had moments where I uh, where I overdid it. I started loving it so much, and then I went from teaching, you know, very little to twenty four classes a week, and yeah. it was a I started burning out, you know, so kind of it was just a little too much. Yeah. But then I've had moments where also touring for yoga, and I did the same thing in the same type of class. Yeah. And I I uh, lost passion for teaching those styles of classes, and then yeah. I, I remember I had a, I had a class where I just oh, like I, I was done with it, and I was like, yeah. But on the, to the next, and I didn't feel yeah. that feeling. Well, there's a certain thing comes from uh, popularity, or when if you're teaching or you're playing or whatever it is you're doing, where your your people are coming for a certain reason, right? You know, so it's you know people are coming to hear certain songs exactly. because and, and 
God damn rightly so. That's that they're coming for that, mm-hmm. and that's what they're. So you gotta give, give it, what they and want of course, too. why yeah. not? Because without that, of course, it wouldn't be there. So it is about understanding that as much as kind of fulfilling your own needs in it and your own ambitions. So, but couldn't um, it also be a be a sign to to tweak something? Because that that's what it was for me when I had that sure. feeling. Okay, maybe it's time I I introduce something new. So what am I really passionate about? Yeah. I'm not so passionate about this. I was I was doing this very physical type of class, and I got bored yeah. with that. And well, you I have to evolve also for your for your own. Yeah. Um projection of that or your own portrayal or whatever you know your, your reason for doing it it's you have mm. to I and think. then the butterflies come back yeah right i um, find that they they kind of guide the way like if you ever are immersed in something and you yeah. feel you, you know they're not present maybe it's a sign to to change something to add something remove yeah. something for, for sure yeah so that that song i mean chasing cars so last night we were surrounded by definitely i mean there was the whole row behind me i think they were maybe 12 year old girls there freaking out about ed like yeah. i i was scared i was gonna have tinnitus not from the yeah. from the it, show it, it may still kick but in, yeah. from the ed sharon fans <laughs> screaming i mean shrieking girls and i was wondering is it okay i wonder like you know how how they're gonna like your set yeah. right before um, and they were kind of quiet and they were swaying and they were dancing a little bit. Um, and then Chasing Cars came on and all of them were like, oh, this song. And then they stood up and they started like jumping yeah. and like that was the connection for them. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, as I said earlier, that's, it's better to have a song like that than not have a song yeah. like that. <laughs> but I mean, I think, you know, people are familiar with, you know, a lot of our songs, but I think they haven't quite connected the dots that that's the same guys. But when that song, I or we felt that on stage where you can see everyone going, ah, yeah. it's like a, yeah. <laughs> it's um, like the coin drops. Like, yeah. Maybe ah. we should have played this first <laughs> and then, <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah, but when we see that, but that's, the, the, um, Gary has mentioned this before and I'm quoting him, but it, it's, that song has almost become public property. You feel like if, you don't if songs own it yeah if, if songs don't already become like like we again mentioned earlier people take ownership of that because that's it means something to them mm-hmm. that is a for us the, the biggest example of that it's 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 become in in ways uh, or not actually but it's it's become bigger than the band you know it's this thing that happened and it takes on a life of its own. Yeah, and that's an amazing thing. Again, especially if people care about it that much. You know? Yeah, I read that it was the 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 most played song of of the decade in the UK. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's it, wild. That's, it is insane. <laughs> um, insane. The the insane thing about it is who hasn't heard it by now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't yeah. heard it? Going, and you, it's still a good heard it? song. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's a certain thing. I mean, that song will be, well, I hope, but it seems to be that it'll be around a lot longer than we will. Hmm. And that's kind of... That's a cool... Yeah, and it's it's kind of, you know, that's an odd thing. Um, Maybe a little morbid, but I I don't mean it that way. It's (laughs) But it's, you know, um, yeah, what an amazing thing, Hmm. you know. Um, Beautiful thing. Yeah. When you had that, I mean, at that time, you know, that song is on the radio every five minutes and you're touring and you're chasing, chasing cars. Yeah. Did you ever have moments where you got sick of that song? (laughs) <laughs> um uh, no no not not actually oh, okay. no but uh, oh. the the hesitation came from i think there was a point when we were um asked about a certain tv show that we were we were on that was used for that 
it kind of like it, it, well to put it into context that had never happened to us before so it was all new so I, I, I think we were maybe I don't know maybe everyone had different reasons maybe it was lack of not confidence but maybe we were again that kind of Northern Irish thing where we were um, didn't know how to take the compliments so to speak you know that mm. this 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 huge thing had happened and we were like yeah yeah it's you know cool did less than draw attention to it but for the show for that tv show you mean. yeah oh. I, I, and oh no is it because of that and we were maybe but it, you know uh, as i said that we realized that that's ridiculous and yeah yeah clearly. you know um and again, i i i i remember feeling that at the time you know kind of uh, which is ridiculous or it might sound ridiculous to anyone listening but um and is that a learned skill you, th you think because i mean there's a difference between being really humble and also um apologetic yeah 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 a hundred percent that's something that i think we've i hope we're a lot better at you know we're we're unapologetic now we we just are and yeah. we're a lot more comfortable with it i mean it was never I, well i said confident earlier that that's wrong we were always confident about what we were but it, that was a very internal thing you know um now yeah we're we yeah, are i mean owning the success yeah, and knowing and, that you're and, deserving yeah. of the success it's a and and we're great and i know we're a great band it's the rest is opinion you know mm -hmm. that, that's what it is you know you like it or you don't but that's that's life, right? <laughs> That's life. I mean, it's very true. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I sent Luna off to daycare for the first time this week with a little lunchbox and everything. I fill it with snacks and a sandwich and a thermos of almond milk. Packing her lunch is such a priority, but when I don't have time to make my own lunch, my go-to is Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers delicious meal prep kits with organic produce and clean, sustainable ingredients. All the ingredients are pre-measured and the step-by-step -step instructions provided make complicated food prepping a distant memory. Your healthy and delicious meal is on the table in 30 minutes. No experience in the kitchen required. Best of all, everything is delivered right to your door so you can completely skip the grocery store madness, which I promise is just as hectic in slow-paced Aruba. Right now, Sunbasket has more options than ever. Go to their app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. Whatever your dietary needs are, Sunbasket is there for you. There is paleo, gluten-free, vegan, and many other meal options. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, crisp produce. Each order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. See how easy it is to make mindful eating a priority and get healthy, clean meals on your table with Sunbasket. There is something for every health journey and every busy lifestyle, especially if you're a working mom like me. Go to sunbasket.com slash yoga today to learn more and to get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash yoga for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash yoga. But so after the the show yesterday, do you have? Are you going to change anything in terms of the um, the set list, or you know, after that? Well, it's funny that that's the next question because it was like, yeah, there's a few things will change. Oh, really? After that, that yeah. show? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's the first show in, and yeah, but not much though. I think I think it was a good set, and it was yeah, um, it, it connected amazing. But yeah, there's always again things you kind of. Mm. But again, I think we're always going to find the the thing that needs tweaked. Or you know, because that's just how we work, or or how most people yeah. work. You know, you. 
it's al- it's al- it's also good to know sometimes when to just let it be. But um, yeah, but you're always trying to find that thing that connects, you know. Um, no, I think you did an amazing, amazing well, thank job you very much. yesterday. Yeah, it felt like it was too short. If well, I can, do you have a comment suggestion box or something? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe that's in like Ed's thing. Um, uh, yeah, well, that, can you, know, you tell Ed Sheeran that I said that your set was too short? Yes, I will. Um, I don't know if uh, we'll be getting any more time. It's, you know, that's the nature of support. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, but I know. But you guys had a you had a, a long break just now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it took a while. How? Um, is six years? Seven? Uh, well, seven years since the last record came out. But um, yeah, but five struck six since we last toured. Um, and how did that come about? Was it uh, initially we decided to take a break because we'd done ten years nonstop and and longer, but ten years it's certainly of that kind of uh, level of intensity and it of just always touring, always being on the road, and you know, just record tour, record tour, record tour, and we just decided to take a year out. Which, so it was just a really conscious yeah. decision. You didn't have something. No, yeah. initially no, but then, you know, I think everyone thought we'd take a year out, try other things, or you know, a few of us wanted to do different projects, or which is, is again in hindsight, it was the healthiest thing we did is to, you know, take time out and work with other people, and so much has happened. Had we not taken that break, you know. Um, maybe we wouldn't have some of our guys wouldn't have worked with Ed or these things wouldn't have happened you know mm. um, but we definitely didn't expect it to be as long to be seven yeah. years yeah um, but then you know you know, Gary had was going through stuff we, uh, we all were we our drummer had you know started a family and so there was massive changes going on um, again that, that needed to happen you know um, rather than just being in our bubble um, as much as that bubble is great and can be comfortable, but again, maybe that's the point, you know. Um, yeah, there was a few things along the way that got that got uh, not in the way. That's the wrong thing to say. It's the, the, there was hurdles, you know. Mm. And I can't imagine starting a family. I mean, with this lifestyle, it must be. Is it? Is it even possible? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, so ma- so many people do it, actually, you Good. know, but it's got to, I mean, I don't have a I family, can't imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly changes things and, and views of, you know, I guess going on tour for two years, you know, it's just, well, you can't, you know, you, <laughs> unless you're really bad at parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh well, my God, I mean, like a four-hour flight with my baby. Like, do you go? How me. often do you go away? Like when you're. Uh, Maybe she's been on like thirty-one flights, and she's right, a year yeah. and a half, so she's been on a shit yeah. ton of, of flights. But each one has been worse than worse than the one before. Oh really? Yeah, they're all. So it's hell. getting worse. Yeah, it's getting worse. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Everybody told me to get easier. It's getting worse, and I'm a little traumatized now. So yeah. yeah. Um, would you like That's to all. talk about it more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you please can I vent about uh, this baby? That'll come. That'll come. Oh God, I'm. I mean, it will get easier, yeah, course, but yeah, just. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I mean, I know, like, you know, on a very small scale, what 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 living on the road like that is 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 like. And for me, yeah. just it's a it's, it's so so incredibly incredibly challenging. I mean, and I guess of course it's different because I can I can do this, I can settle down and do this in one place, which is what I decided to yeah. do. Um, but for you guys, well, there's a weird thing that comes with it as well, though. There were I, I sometimes when you're away for a long, like this tour is three and a half months, and of course there's times when you miss. 
when I say home, you know, it's not my flat or my house or it, it's you know, obviously people, you know, friends, family. But there's certainly something that happens then when I'm home for maybe, I don't know, since I've been 16 or 20 or for more than maybe two weeks or a month, I, I get terribly itchy feet. But that's probably... Really? Even yeah, after a long tour? Yeah. I think it's that's probably conditioning <laughs> more ah, than anything. Yeah, but yeah. it's... So were there moments in these, I mean, in this break where it was hard, where you felt antsy to, to tour or to yeah. be on the road? Yeah, well, I mean, I started another band for a year and a half and went on tour. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that, that obviously wasn't break. the Let's only reason. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, that was also about creativity and uh, and feeling something to to get out of my system or to write about or whatever it was. But, um, but I guess there, yeah, I mean, that was probably a part of it. You know, um, it's I don't know. It's in the blood, or it's I've just done it that way. So that's yeah. I I I would definitely if I knew that I couldn't ever tour again, mm. that would definitely be a big problem. Um, Could you see yourself? I mean, your whole rest of your life like an old man on tour? Um, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, uh, uh, at this point, yes. Probably. I mean, things can change, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah. But uh, yeah. I I think it's. It's in there, you know, mm. and uh, maybe at some point I'll, I'll feel like I've got it out of my system if that's what it is. But I think it's just a, a it's got to come from drive and passion and just ultimately the, the joy of playing, you know. And do you have any specific, you know, do you have a self-care practice for when you're living on the road like this? Things that you know have to, you know, be components of, of this lifestyle for this to work? Uh, well, um I, I didn't, as I said, in my whole 20s, you know. Um, I'm certainly getting better at that. Um, I mean, I, exercise is, is a big thing. Not so much just for the physical thing, but also for mental, you know. Um, I, I did yoga for a while. Um, I kind of lost my way in yoga, but, it, but it, it did open the doors to at least taking care of your physical self initially um you know uh i i enjoy socializing i en i enjoy drinking um but it can't just you can't sustain that you know um however gifted your ability for it is <laughs> you know but because that's what you know with this you enjoy yourself and it's it, it kind of being in a band is kind of goes hand in hand for for most people, I would say. But and did anything change? Because you're Gary, your your lead singer, yeah. he's he's uh, fully sober. Yeah. Now, correct. Uh, yeah. Did I've anything changed. change in terms of dynamic of the, of the band? Since um. Then? Not. Uh, yes and no. Like the 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 relationship has, if anything, got stronger and more open and more honest. But it hasn't. It it it. It didn't for me anyway. It hasn't changed how I behave around. You know, it, it's not uncomfortable in that sense. You know, there's mm -hmm. no. Um, it's not. A, you know, I'm. This is my choice, so everyone else has to. It's certainly not that. You know, um, but it does make you, I guess, more self-aware. You know, of when you're 
it's time to go or you know, when you're I, overdoing or it or yeah okay yeah. well i'll leave you to it kind of uh. thing but yeah of course all these things find their way into your your psyche right they you feel and you right understand i mean it's hard to get up in the morning and or, yeah. exercise if you're you've been pissed drunk all night yeah yeah i mean there's the obvious things right yeah. but um yeah so I, yeah I, I would imagine it's i mean if sure of anyone that i know has listened to this they'll probably laugh and go that's measured um but yeah it, it feels a lot more um balanced yeah and um, for the health of of, of of everyone of course my uh, my mom is two years sober um and and what i find in terms of the uh, the family is is when we are out for dinner. Like I am more mindful when if I order a drink or I order a glass of wine uh, than I am if she's not present. Which is a yeah. I don't know if it's a strange thing or just well. I, well, there's two ways. I, I think there's a. Some people might argue that you're feel like you're being judged, but it's probably respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way I would view it with with Gary, for example. It's like it's respectful to understand that's not, you know. Um, Putting it simply, no one wants to sit with a drunk person when they're sober. No. And and I know that's a very... No matter your background. S- ...simple I mean. way of putting it. But, it, but because there's a level of communication that just disappears. So it, it's respectful rather than a fearful thing or thinking you're doing something wrong. Because, you know, we're all making our own choices and mm-hmm. finding our way into things. And Yeah, I'm, and I find I I just started becoming so much more aware of um, how how prevalent this is and also how... Mm-hmm. Uh, even just you know small amounts of alcohol really changes things. Like we do, we do a couple times a year. We do these um, sort of yoga vacations, yoga retreats. Yeah. So not as serious as a training, but but people that they come to Aruba, they want to experience the island and yeah. practice yoga twice a day. Um, and we'd offer wine and things like that at dinner, or you know without without thinking about it twice. Um, and then my mom became sober and I started really thinking about it. And she mentioned, you know, do you have any idea how many people come to your retreats that, um, are sober alcoholics or have had an mm. issue? I never thought of that before. No. And yeah. we have these intakes that people fill in forms about their past and no one ever mentions it. And then I started becoming, having the conversation and realized, okay, this is a, a real thing. And a woman said, you know what? I was a little uncomfortable that you guys served wine and it was hard for me to sit there at dinner yeah. and I might just, you know blew my mind open and now for 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 our all of our big trainings and things like that we don't do that anymore and it's just a conscious choice like if you want to go outside and go find a store and buy a bottle of wine like you can do that yeah. but i'm not going to offer it to you in this setting because it, it changes the dynamic but i would never know that if it wasn't for my mom yeah but again that, i mean that's arguably that's uh, again respecting you, you're mm-hmm. not everyone can do what they want but you're, you know it's of course yeah it's of course, they're two very contrasting settings. I mean, I'm talking about you know the yoga setting and the. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not you know the, the you said, this industry. is all about you said from the heart. It's honesty. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I'm probably being more honest about it now. I I I don't know if I've ever had a healthy relationship with alcohol, but I certainly don't have a problem either. And that's the point. In that is, it's that's not how everyone else is. And I guess maybe people don't want to talk about it because it's. A level of shame attached to it, uh, or or yeah. fear, or judgment, and to be fair to Gary in that, you know, it's he's being so open about it is very brave. You know, did uh, you ever go to a meeting? Me? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Because no. even for, um, I mean, you you can go as a, as a relative or a, or a friend. Yeah, or, no, of or course, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I find those the the, the meetings at AA are just so. Um, 
so community centered, so healing yeah. and so vulnerable in a way where I feel it's uh, it's a really beautiful thing. Well, I, I think what if if whatever, whether it's alcoholism or mental health or uh, one thing I have learned, uh, whatever it is you're going through, I think it's. Guy didn't talk to his son. I hope you know. I'm sure he doesn't mind me talking about it. And uh, but it, one of the main things was not talking about it mm. for for a long time. So we we didn't know, and I think that that's a scary thing, um, especially for a lot of men. You know, um, specifically Irish men. <laughs> specifically Irish. Um, and I'm again, I'm not generalizing, but it is a it, it's a big thing, and I think even. The simplest thing to talk about is, you know, speak to your friends about it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge first step for sure, but it's it's an important one. And it is hard. I mean, it is it is uh, harder for men. I find. I mean, it's also in 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 culture, uh, women tend to talk to their girlfriends more and and, and chat and, and open up about yeah. problems. And it's, I think uh, they do. And um, I I, I mean I've um. The irony and maybe the conversation we're having and being so open about it and doing this actually is something that I probably would have shied away from for a long time. Mm. Um, for whatever the reason that is, you know, um, and, and I know I've certainly for years never talked about anything, you know, um, and what did that feel like? I mean, when everything, when when Gary started opening up about everything, did it make you feel um, like you you wished you had talked more before? Was it a surprise? Was it a, um, a thing to? Well, I, 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 maybe I'm still processing that. I don't know. I think initially the first step was being supportive. Hmm. So um, it's that sort of classic thing is not do what I do what I say, not what I do. But you know, the kind of perspective you have on other people's experiences and help for that is sometimes hard to relate to yourself so um and that's i think f- partly human nature you know yeah. um uh, well as long as you're a helpful one but um you know you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl We all have great photos on our phone. Since becoming a mom, I think the number of pictures of mine have quadrupled. Every single moment with Eluna seems to be a special one that needs to be documented. But what happens to all of these photos? For most of us, even the best photos never make it off of our phones. And let's be honest, some photos deserve more than an Instagram post. Some photos should be in our homes where we can see them every day. If you need help with your pictures too, Keepsake Frames is there for you. Keepsake Frames is the easiest way to frame photos from your phone in seconds. Just download the app, upload a photo, and choose among many options the frame that you like best. See a detailed preview of the final product before you buy, and then once you're happy, it ships. And because Keepsake Frames ships directly from their studio around the U.S., Prices start at just $25 and shipping is always free. You can create a custom frame print right now in under 30 seconds. Whether you're doing some home decorating or even looking for a thoughtful personal gift, with Keepsake Frames, you know it will be the perfect touch. Every Keepsake Frame is handmade in the USA from high-quality materials. They even have canvas options, and they look great. Keepsake Frames has framed hundreds of thousands of smartphone photos, but the one that matters most is the one you're going to order, the one that will brighten up your home every time you see it. Bring your memories to life without the time, cost, or effort of going to a frame shop, and do it with Keepsake Frames. 
Right now, they're offering an incredible deal for our listeners, 30% off of your first order when you go to keepsakeframes.com slash yoga girl. Download the Keepsake Frames app and get 30% off plus free shipping at keepsakeframes.com slash yoga girl. That's keepsakeframes.com slash yoga girl. I mean, in terms of mental health, it's, it's and, and, and I do a lot of uh, research uh, on this because it's, it's uh, work that I am involved in a lot. But um, for um, uh, in Sweden, for, I don't know what it's like in, in Ireland, but in, in Sweden, the, the highest cause of, of death for young men, I think 16 to 28 or something, uh, is suicide. Yeah. So higher than, yeah, than traffic yeah. accidents, higher than cancer, higher yeah. than everything else. And nobody talks about it. Yeah. And that apparently that... Um, We work with an organization called Suicide Zero, but that uh, suicide attempts is much more common in women, but actual suicides, it's off wow. the charts, it's yeah. only men. Well, not only, of course, but but um, so women will talk about it yeah. and kind of, you know, maybe that's something that I'm going to do as maybe a, a, a reach for help. Um, but when a, a man gets to that point, it's it's often reality. It's a much um, more serious thing. Yeah, I'm, and again, I, you know, obviously um, we can cut this little bit if, if we decide not to talk about it but it's we recently had a friend because I don't want to be disrespectful so I'll mm. think about it later but who was in a band an incredible band and a, and a good friend of ours um, Scott from Frightened Rabbit in the last few months committed suicide and I know that uh, Pete struggled with it for a long time but uh, um, th and there's many people much closer to him but um I'm so sorry to hear. Yeah, that. but it, you know, and and Gary's spoken about it on stage and um, lyrically, musically, it is it, so open, and, and and you can see it in it as well. But it's yeah, it's definitely something that I think everywhere, you know, but maybe worldwide. But it's definitely. They, uh, there was also in the last few months, um, like a male mental health week on, like on lot, lots of social media and TV programs. And well, there's morning. been so much of it, especially within. Yeah, and it's it, it's been. There was a whole thing about it at home recently, and I guess when it gets to the point that there's a, a public awareness of it, which is so important, it's a serious issue, you know, and. Um, Yeah, it's definitely something that people should be less scared of talking about. But there's been so much death. That's easy said. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, and again, sorry, that's that, that is very deep, but uh, or not deep, heavy, but uh, but it is, yeah. It's, uh, but it is heavy, and then yeah. people shy away from talking about it because it's heavy and yeah. it's uncomfortable, and yeah, people don't want to face that that's the reality yeah. of a I mean, I've just realized my uh, body language has probably changed talking about it, and that's... Yeah in itself you know it means that as you say it's, it's an awkward thing um but that's where also movement i mean it's such a, a immense mental health practice to move your body mm. because energy gets stagnant and stuck and especially that um you know if it's frustration or anger or feeling inadequate or sad yeah. or um so moving um i i asked a, a, a psychologist that i that i work with a lot Um, the number one, you know, the single best way to get out of your head when you're in that downward spiral is to move, you know, yeah. dance, go for a run, go to the gym, go to yoga, um, get out of your head and, and back into yeah, the body. I, I, I would agree with that. I do, you know, when I'm in that state, I, I do a lot of walking, you know, mm. and um, it's 
yeah, it helps. You know? And then number two is talk about it. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's obviously bigger things than just walking it off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, but yeah, yeah. They, they definitely go together. And I'm thinking about that a lot now in terms of why is it so different between men and women? You know, how is it how we raise our babies? Is it, um, and, and I see that my best friend has a, has a son and he's only three months younger and we, I see that difference between how people treat them. So yeah. he cries and you'll see someone like, oh, be a, be a big boy, you know, stand up and shake it off. And she cries and everybody sits down. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. You know, it's a, I mean, I, I, look, I don't know. I don't, I know that's not what you're saying either, but I, I don't know what those answers are. Um, I think it's individually, yes, that happens, you know, but. I'm sure there is a cultural effect and 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 a vulnerability and, and individually each country may have their own hang ups that way but um I'm only I mean uh, don't get me wrong Ireland's an incredible place and my upbringing was in a very very grounded caring loving place but um but that's arguably individually I don't mean as a as a person. It's you know, isol not isolated cases is the point. I'm just saying there's a cultural thing that happens rather than, um, you know, putting blame on your family or yeah, no, you know, of course, um, of course. And I mean, it's although, it's, you know, it's 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 a, it's a it's a difficult again conversation because it's you know, I guess people feel threatened by that or um, or, or scared to approach it or. Um, for whatever reasons, you know. Yeah, but I think it's beautiful how how also Gary and, and you guys as a as a unit can really be role models for this now. I mean, in terms of, and he's really open about it. And yeah, well, um, I mean, I, I think that's honesty. Uh, the term "us" and "role models" in okay. itself has made me laugh. <laughs> but um, an inspiration, no, but I know what you're maybe. Saying. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm just yeah. because it's also like seeing. I'm, I'm lightening the mood because it's, uh, yeah. um, you know, that's a very it's hard. Uh, it's you know, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, and also I think opening up and talking about it, and I know that he's actually had lots of people come up to him, mm. um, especially with this record, come up to him, and I mean I've been standing either beside him or I've seen it, or um, people some just saying thank you, um, to even just know that you know they're not the only one, or they're someone else can talk about it publicly. Um, that in itself is, is is a pretty amazing thing, you know. And isn't that what music does? Is that that feeling like, oh, I'm not alone? Yeah. You know, so that added component to okay, well, here's a real life. Yeah, you know, for sure. And you know, d don't get me wrong either. I mean, you know, a, a lot of music is also about enjoying yourself. And it's, again, this is a very hopeful, joyful record. It, it's not doom and gloom. It's it's about experiencing those things, but actually, ultimately, um, hope and. Let's no talk about the record. It's this is the first album that I uh, like. I I went on Spotify, which is my choice of music, uh, and I went to the very first song and I listened to the whole album in the order yeah. in which it's. <laughs> and I haven't done that with a with a record yeah. since I don't know since I. Well, since it's, it, these days it's, it can be a rare thing for a lot of people to kind of do that, you know. It's um, an amazing way, uh, yeah. album. Oh, thank you very much. It's. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast and because no, I like I know, you guys. Well, like, it's, yeah, uh, no, I know we've, we've uh, talked previously about this, but yeah, no, it's every album should be your favorite one so far. Otherwise, what are you doing? <laughs> so you know, we've said it before, but it's certainly, I think, one that we're 
again not most proud of but one that it, it, it seems to I don't know we've connected to in a way that maybe we haven't before um, again maybe that's just being older or more aware I don't know but or, or being better at your craft or um, but there seems to be something about this record for sure that we you know personally could it be a part of this I mean you know taking a break going through a hard time and not just because you didn't make the album in the middle of the heavy stuff but it's yeah. sort of like oh the light was at the end of the tunnel and now we're here and it's well yeah I mean we've went through a lot to, to finish this record some individually more than others obviously mm -hmm. and, and, and again you know I don't want to I mean you know we've been pretty heavy and it, it wasn't all that either you know but yeah but there was definitely I guess a tougher record than we've ever made for sure Wildness. So anyone listening, it's called Wildness. It's it's why why is it called Wildness? How did the title come um, about? Do you know what? Like Gary has put it so eloquently um, in a couple of quotes and in interviews that I just tell people to go and look up what he said. <laughs> well, in your <laughs> words. Um, well, obviously, you know, Gary writes all the words, but um, yeah. I, so what does it mean to you? Um, well, I think he's always been sort of brutally honest and open in his in his lyrics um and i think more so than ever he delves deep you know and inward but not selfishly um and i mean i haven't spoken to him about that this either but i think he he's you know there there's a few songs where uh, trying to remember that he references or uses the word wildness and I think that can be many things to different people or how he intends it but it might be letting go of that or, or embracing it also just you know emotional wildness is uh, that might be me talking and relating to it more than um but I guess that's what he asked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a beautiful record. Um, there's there's two two songs that made me cry just off the first time listening to them, and I really haven't had that in a. Uh, I, I can't even remember. Uh, what if this is all the love that you ever yeah. get? That song is. Um, yeah, the wow. reaction to that like song. What's it like playing that song? Uh, mean, well, it, interestingly, the, the, there's been a few different versions of that song, and and the kind of. Um, evolution of it has changed between full band and um half a band and different versions and but for all of us and and, I, and initially when i first heard the piano version with just johnny and gary seemed the most appropriate it, it was i think it was bravery in isolating that and letting the vocal and the lyric do the work mm. i mean he has an incredible gift for putting I mean, that title in itself is uh, what if it is all love you ever get in itself raises so many questions and so many um, interpretations of what that might mean. Um, and we've had so many reactions to it and what it means. And um, I mean, it's a goosebump inspiring title. What yeah, and the, and the piano the version, yeah, it, it just, get. it felt just the most powerful mm. or at least stripping it back seemed to be more powerful than um, making it you know this huge kind of I don't know 
rock monster or whatever it would be, <laughs> you know, or um, yeah, um, yeah, it's very raw, very yeah, and raw. and I keep saying brave, but I think that's that's what it is, you know. So, what's next? What's next for you? Where are you? Uh, Well, we're on tour for the next year or so um, until three next. Where's the next show? Uh, We are off to San Francisco on Tuesday. Um, Mm. I don't. When does this air? So that won't make any sense. Is (laughs) oh, you'll probably be in San Francisco. Okay, good. Well, I mean, you can leave it in, but uh, yeah. So we're on, on tour until next summer. Um, which is exciting. Getting to play the new songs at the minute is, again, because it's been a little while, is obviously exciting and thrilling, and that's what we do it for. But there seems to be that extra extra something that I guess Time Away has And is there a special... Enhanced, you know? I mean, is that is that the most exciting part, playing the new songs? Uh, just playing full stop I think mm. is would I would imagine you're like is, warming is, back up yeah you're yeah like, okay. it's, it's most people's answer <laughs> I mean the, the reason why you join a band is to play it's not um, initially it is you know it, it's the the joy of playing and interacting and and, and that brotherhood and um, or if even if you're solo artist it's that connection you know of performance probably more than for me, anyway, more than creating, you know. You know, it's something that, that struck me yesterday uh, at the show is how uh, Ed was talking about you as, you know, my, my brothers and my genuinely my best friends, my, my people. I'd heard um, he'd said, uh, I missed that. I, I, you you I, left. I, you I, were I'd <laughs> left at that point, but uh, not, not out of disrespect, just uh, um, the... Uh, just the insanity of getting to and from yeah. the Rose Bowl. An Are incredible, incredible venue, but that is... Uh, that is a it's an interesting place to we get in ran and out a 10k yesterday yeah we well it's all right so i heard yeah you, you walked pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. much <laughs> but it was part of the experience it was an amazing night jen told me you know it's one of the best nights of my life and i i don't disagree it was amazing yeah. but when he said that there was something that sort of clicked in me like oh it must be beautiful for him to have you guys on this tour to have brotherhood because he's all alone on that stage there's a big contrast between you all playing as a unit and him alone you know well i mean yeah i mean obviously there's you know he's certainly um friends and family around him when when he when he's away but yeah i know that's the amazing thing about it um to yeah to, to just have that on your own is is an incredible thing that kind of not just confidence but the uh, ability and talent to do it as well and to hold that it's, you know it's it's amazing there's no hiding you know you can't blame it on the on the <laughs> can't go it was yeah. the other guitar player you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's interesting because obviously when you I, I, you know i know sort of part of the process or how you know only from conversations that in in the studio they create and you write but it's a very different environment um but i know for me personally yeah be, being in, in a band is is a lot more um i guess comfortable <laughs> but um yeah you know and you have that brotherhood everywhere you go yeah mm. and it's great yeah and you know that that it's been a long time you know 20 years and more for some but um th- you learn a lot about each other and you also um there was a there was a quote, um, uh, someone a, a few years ago had posted when I had an Instagram account, um, had posted a picture um, of myself and Gary, and it was an amazing quote that um, kind of just 
always kind of sticks in your head. It was just somebody just wrote under this picture of the two of us on stage. Just when you've been through when you've been through so much shit together, it bonds you for life. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff you go through, and I mean, in any walk of life, but it, there there is an interesting. I mentioned earlier a, a bubble when you're in that. Um, you, you know, there's an interesting. Um, well, you you start to understand how to how to work and relate to people. Um, maybe not at the time, but you know, you kind of you also have to be, you know. Um, but it, it's yeah, you learn. Otherwise, it wouldn't last that long, or it wouldn't exist, you know. And it shows when okay, you guys well, play. It wouldn't be um, that good, I think. Yeah, if you well, didn't have that. but yeah, maybe not. But you know, and and that's what you're saying. That chemistry is what makes it or us us that's different for every band or every artist you know or teaching or but that's what it makes you know the good and bad of those moments are what get you to that point and certainly for us lasting that long it's we're closer than we've ever been because of those things you know um so we'll see where we go from now (laughs) (laughs) what a what a beautiful way to to end this show and what a beautiful realization to have you know you talk about body language like when you talk about the the band and the brotherhood you're yeah it shows in your face okay well that's good um at least they know i'm not lying (laughs) 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 well thank you Um, thank you thank you really from the bottom of my heart for for coming on the show uh, thank you that was a lot of fun and i know yeah it's fun sounds like uh, the wrong thing because someone was very heavy but yeah (laughs) thank you but um one of these days, I'm going to get you to a yoga class. Yeah, well, I may get back to it. You never know. Yeah, but, um, reignite it a little bit. Yeah. It will be fun. But uh, for everybody listening, I mean, as soon as this podcast is over, go on your choice of music provider and listen to Wildness by Snow Patrol. Uh, start with the first song and just go through the whole album and thank me later. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Nathan. Let's go, uh, let's go see Jen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a huge thanks to my guest, Nathan Connolly. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcast. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Fleur, Lone Body, Sunbasket, and Keepsake. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.